What does the Advent season have to do with Ebenezer Scrooge and Tiny Tim? Well, today we'll find out when author Allison Pittman joins us. She'll help moms focus on the true meaning of Christmas. So stay with us. Welcome to the Moms for America podcast. Each week, we introduce you to special guests who share their personal stories and advice on how to build a strong foundation of faith, family, and freedom in their home, community, and country. Hi, moms. I'm Debbie Carolitis, your host, and this is the Moms for America podcast, a show inspiring, encouraging, and educating moms in their journey through motherhood. We want to invite you to like and subscribe. Of course, every week I ask you to do this. We also ask that you would share this podcast with your mom friends. Uh, If you have an idea or a topic that you would like us to address, would you please email me at podcast at momsforamerica.net. Again, that is podcast at momsforamerica.net. I don't know. I say that every week. I don't know why why I'm getting tongue-tied here, but I'd love to hear from you. I also want to invite all of our moms listening to please join our movement here at Moms for America. It's moms like us, me and you, uniting together all across our country to fight for faith, family, freedom, and the Constitution. So please go ahead and check out momsforamerica.us. Our website has everything uh, that you could ever need as a mama. On to today's program. Allison Pittman is an award-winning writer, teacher, speaker, and a mama. Allison's holiday book, Keeping Christmas, is comprised of 25 Advent reflections using Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol as its point of reference. It is very clever and quite inspirational for the entire family. Well, I'm going to go ahead and welcome Allison to the Moms for America podcast. It's hard to believe it, but the holiday season is here. So welcome, Allison. Thank you so much for having me. Listen, tell us a little bit about your your family over there. Would you introduce us to your clan, um, your kids, where you're at, uh, ages? Give us some scoop. Absolutely. I'm in San Antonio, Texas, and I have three boys, and they're all grown and gone. My youngest just left the nest um, this summer. He moved out and got an apartment. So everybody's educated and on their own, and uh, I'm going to be a grandma in December oh. for the my first grandbaby is due, a little girl. So we're super excited about that. But right Congratulations. Now, thank you. Uh, my husband, Mikey, and I are just sort of getting used to being just the two of us and how to not cook for three boys and <laughs> all of those yeah. things. That's another whole podcast, but boy, yes. the emptiness, that is a whole, that's a whole different situation. I heard that being a grandma is the best thing in the entire world. So oh, congratulations okay. to you. I'm so excited. <laughs> all right. Well, let's talk about this book. You wrote an Advent book titled Keeping Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who aren't familiar with Advent, uh, would you tell us what Advent oh. is and why believers uh, believers celebrate uh, the Advent season? Advent is that that season of of waiting and watching and preparing um, for the the birth of Christ and celebrating the birth of Christ. And so for the those churches that really celebrate it, it's every Sunday. It's a, a, a there's a new focus. For us, I think we've gotten to where we. I feel like our society has gone from October 1st to December 
25th with absolutely no breathing time in between. Mm -hmm. And the season of Advent comes after that time of Thanksgiving in those four weeks, that one month before the celebration of Christmas to really focus on the truth, not all mm -hmm. of the stuff and the activities, but the reason that we celebrate on, on that day. Mm -hmm. And each week has this focus of centering and watching and waiting for our savior. You know, it is a beautiful time. I always, sometimes I would buy an advent calendar. Sometimes I would really do this with my kids and then some years I would miss it. But it, like you're saying, all of a sudden, you know, you're running to Christmas, mm -hmm. but you're missing Christmas. Yeah. So uh, Advent is really, a, that's a good way to put it, right? It's kind of preparing your hearts and your minds for um, the birth of Christ and celebrating what he offered and what he gave. So one, what's the actual start date and end date for, for the Advent uh, celebration? I, I think there are different schools of that. There are some that start the first Sunday of December, okay. some the the first of December, the first days of, of December, all the way through. Um, I didn't grow up celebrating Advent. Uh, that wasn't, I, I don't think I ever heard the word Advent until I was writing an Advent devotional <laughs> for my writer's group that I'm a part of here uh, in San Antonio. So it's, um, I think we can go away from the the kind of liturgical application of it to just take a series of days to take a bit of time each day to focus days to focus so let's talk about this in your now in your book um you merge the the elements of charles dickens which I, we love right mm -hmm. um the christmas carol uh, with the season of Advent, how did you come about doing this? Because this doesn't seem like um, something that usually goes hand in hand. But now that we look at the book and what you've done here, it's it's brilliant. Um, it actually started, I teach middle school. I teach middle school English. So this is a, a unit I would teach with my eighth graders. And those weeks between our Thanksgiving holiday and our Christmas holiday, we would read a Christmas carol. And because I'm an English teacher, we can't just read and enjoy the story. We have to rip it apart and look at all the symbolism. <laughs> and um, I was looking at the symbolism and teaching the symbolism of the, the three ghosts that come to visit Scrooge over the course of the night. And and the ghost of Christmas and how each of them are a manifestation of Christ himself. So the ghost of Christmas past has the eternity of Jesus um, because we know he always has been and always will be. Mm -hmm. But we also know that he took on flesh and had time and came to earth as a child. He was born of, as a baby. And when you look at the way that Dickens described the ghost of Christmas past, he has these conflicting symbols. So he has the size and shape of a young child, but he has the face of an old man. And mm -hmm. he's wearing... Um, uh, a dress that's trimmed with springtime flowers, but he also has uh, this cone of light that he carries with him. Jesus is the light. Mm -hmm. And we look, when we look at the ghost of Christmas present, he wears um, uh, an empty scabbard. He's the Prince of Peace. He wears a robe with his chest exposed so we can see his humanity. He wears a crown of, um, icicles like a crown of thorns and every little detail 
that Dickens describes, uses in describing these ghosts. I'm like, this, this is Jesus. This is Christmas that we celebrate. It's the, mm-hmm. the mass of Christ. And everything then tunes in. And when we see that Scrooge at the end of his of his ordeal when he wakes up that morning you know he says i've been reborn right Um, he says i am not the man i was Mm -hmm. and he has a complete complete regeneration and rebirth just like we all have when we accept christ as our savior we are reborn jesus says you have to be born again Mm -hmm. and i i don't purport to say that Dickens had that kind of an evangelical thread, but when you really pick apart the the language, it's just there. Yeah. And it is a story of redemption. It is a story of transformation. And obviously that's what Christianity is. It's a life transformed now. Cause you, you're talking about like the evangelical thread of, of uh, Charles Dickens. Did you get some questions about this? Like, how do you combine Advent with, with uh, Dickens? And- you know, I, I have, um, and I, and I make apologies to, to Dickens in my, in my um, <laughs> author letter, because he, his mission was, I think, more of a secular mission. He very much okay. wanted to um, write and publish something that would be read by the people who needed to read it. He needed people who were able to help the poor to be so inspired to help the poor. Right. I don't, his motivation was not to lead people to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ as their savior. Um, there's nothing that he's ever written in any other space that would say that. But the truth of the gospel is a universal truth. And I think you can apply it. If, if you look for it, you'll see it everywhere. It's just, it's just that strong. Um, so I know Dickens purists would say, you know, he was not trying to purposely lead people to Jesus. He wasn't leading Scrooge to Jesus, but he knew, he knew exactly what he was writing and what he was doing. And the, the, sometimes the people who need Jesus the most are the ones that you have to kind of sidle around to them (laughs) to get the message to them because nobody wants to come right out and say, um, you, you need Jesus, but they can say you need to, um, consider your life and, and see what you can do to, to help the world around you. Right. And it's so true when you're, when you're saying that, that there's so many parallels or so many applications because, Mm -hmm the the answer of of hope and life with Christ follows us in everything you think about mm-hmm. you know the uh, about dealing with death or dealing with greediness or dealing with loneliness or dealing with a broken heart or a, a selfish spirit i mean all these right even right. just him missing his marley i mean there's oh. a, a you know an absence of a friend there's all kinds of things that the story uh, talks about and portrays. So Keeping Christmas is made of 25 chapters, right? So 25 days leading up to Christmas. Um, is the goal to read one chapter per day during Advent and end there on Christmas? And can you make this a devotion um, for yourself as a mom? Yeah. And then I'm kind of thinking, can you do it with your kids and in the house? When I was writing, I I really was thinking, okay, what is something that you could sit down and read and really get a good, um, uh, a little bit of a family story, a little bit of theology, a little bit of Dickens in about 10 minutes (laughs) to to sit and read. Uh, I would say 
I think it's important during the Christmas season and whether you want to think of your Christmas season starting the day after Thanksgiving or December 1st or before Thanksgiving, but that you take time to, um, to, to sit, to, to have some quiet, to have some quiet that you even share. You can share a quiet time. I do think this is something that could be shared with families. I think I, um, there are my personal favorite, absolute favorite Christmas Carol movie is the Muppet movie. That is something that you can absolutely watch with your kids. And the this devotional goes through that story bit by bit. So that's something that you can watch together as a family and say, all right, let's look at some of these, some of these elements and um and what's you're maybe such an English teacher because you you are you're diving into the the imagery and the text. And you know, it's 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 funny because it's it's so true. But what are some let's talk about some of those similarities. I know you've kind of alluded to some of those earlier. But Christ's story and Ebenezer Scrooge, I know that you'll probably have some really deep dyes for us that happen um, on these 25 pages or 25 chapters. What are some other examples that you would uh, kind of give us a little insight to? Um, one of my favorite uh passages of scripture i think such a vivid story is when we have the rich man who goes to hell and uh his um uh the poor man who was at his gates goes to abraham's bosom and the man who is burning says can you please send somebody to warn my family and to tell them um that this is what awaits for them he asked for water he can't have any said please go and um Jesus says, why would they believe me? If they won't believe you, they're not going to believe anybody that I would send. And I love that Marley comes to Scrooge to warn him. And Mm. he is a dead man who's brought back to say, this is what you need to take care of. This is what you need to know about the life that awaits you. Um, So that idea that we need to learn from those who have gone on before us, we need to learn from people who have made mistakes and we worship and we celebrate the wrong things all Mm -hmm. the time. And, you know, just um, I asked my students the other day, uh, what does it mean to live well? And all of their answers were materialistic cars. Mm. And I teach at a Christian school, right? <laughs> and I'm like, and your question what? was, what does it mean to live well? To, to live well. What mm. does it mean to live well in this world? Mm. And, uh, and, and that was their immediate response. Um, if I had phrased it differently, they probably would have given me the right churchy answer. I mean, I right. don't know, but um, Scrooge has to, there, there is a moment where you have to feel sorry for him. His father abandoned him at school and he had no friends and he, you know, didn't have he a, had a rough, he had a rough life. Right. Uh, and he didn't have a, a strong relationship with a father figure right. at all. But then you have to look at where's the point where Scrooge is making his own decisions. Where's the right. po- point where he is choosing to owning walk it. away and mm-hmm. owning his own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is so some of the other um, chapters, I, I love I love these examples because it's it's so visual for us. And then I love the the connection to the to the spirituality of it. What are um, what do you do with like Tiny Tim and and giving and 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 just that, that's always such a tough piece is, is Tiny Tim. 
I love, um, there's, this I mean, that's moment, what always gets me. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, a moment when, um, Scrooge, we, we know that tiny Tim lives because at the end, Scrooge has done something for him, whatever it is that, that, uh, that tiny Tim needs. He's met that need. And he, when he goes back in time, the poor dinner that tiny Tim's family has that poor, sad little goose, we realize that never actually happens because it's the same Christmas day and Scrooge has already made amends for that. Um, when Scrooge comes to and goes to church, he goes to church only briefly. When I, Dickens only has one sentence dedicated to church. All it says is, he went to church and wow. then he, he <laughs> literally is one sentence. Huh? It is one <laughs> sentence. He went to church and then after church, he went out into the community, greeting everybody and shaking everybody's hands and having all of these lovely conversations with everyone. Um, Tiny Tim is that's Dickens way of saying, I need you to focus on one thing. And we focus on Tiny Tim because you know, child illness and child right. mortality was rampant in Victorian England. But the child that really gets me is at the end of his visit with the ghost of Christmas present. And he sees these two children that are hidden within the robes of that spirit who is, who is time is coming to an end. Mm -hmm. And it's described as the claw that comes out and they have this wolfish expression and they're thin and they're scraggly and they're named ignorance and want and it's great that scrooge could um could help tiny tim but the spirit of christmas says these are your children ignorance and want these are the ones that you can help these are the mm. ones that you need to be aware of you need to be aware of people who are ignorant of uh, the way that the world works. And you need to be aware of people who live with want because mm -hmm. want will drive people to, to do desperate things. Tiny Tim isn't ignorant and he, he really wants nothing. He has all that he, all that he needs um, to, to some extent. He's not, but this is what Tiny Tim would become if Scrooge right. were not to intervene. Right. And that's when Scrooge is faced with his own words too. When, when the spirit says, are there no poor houses? Are there no workhouses? So Scrooge has, that's that moment where Scrooge becomes a new man and his sinful nature comes right back at him and he repents of it. Mm -hmm. He disavows it. And it's a hugely important moment. And it's done really well in The Muppets Christmas Carol. So <laughs> not every version of the movie has that scene in there. So oh, that's true, right? Now yeah. Because you're an expert on this. You would I know watched what, them all. <laughs> right. What's missing and, and what's not missing. Is there, do you think that there's, do you think that, is A Christmas Carol as much of a favorite now as it used to be? I guess that's one of the questions I wanted to ask you. I mean, when I grew up with it, it was it. 
everybody knew Scrooge, everybody knew Ebenezer, you know, the whole thing. We yeah. all knew that in Tiny Tim and just the whole story. Do you I think it's as popular as it, it, as it was? I think, yeah, it's a timeless, timeless story. Right? I, I saw the one with Susan Lucci from All My Children. Uh, Ebby was the name of that one. Um, there's a new one coming out on Hulu. I think it's on Hulu just next week. And it's Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell in a musical adaptation of A Christmas Carol. Um, so I, I think it's something that can it gets be reinvented this, every year, I guess. It's reinvented right? because you have the bits and pieces with it. We all have to confront our past. We all have to look around to what are we doing right now in the world today. That's right. And then in you know when he has the the ghost of Christmas future who will not speak to him. You know our our future is hidden from us. I know what my eternal future is. Right. I don't I don't know what's going to happen to me next week. Right. But I know what my eternity is. And that's what Scrooge was faced with was, you know, what is his eternity? Um, right. What I would really love to see happen more and more is people reading the book. What I'm hoping is that, because I, I have a lot of passages from it, um, but it really is, the prose is just beautiful. The writing's just beautiful. And I would love for this to kind of spur people on to go pick up a copy, download a copy and, and read the original text because not everybody has, I think everybody's seen some version of the movie, but a lot of people haven't taken the time to actually read the book. And I think it's worth worthwhile to do that. Well, this kind of does um, spark interest, you know, to read the book in obviously the hybrid of the, the true story of Christmas, the mm -hmm. scriptures and using this life and this story as um i i guess like a little bit of a, a little movie for all of us to to watch and do when when you when you look at um advent um why is it so important to take those 25 days i know this is an obvious question but your words to moms about slowing down about refocusing about uh preparing for christmas we all get the gifts, we all get the stress, we all get the food, but preparing for our savior, the, the birth of Jesus and what he offers us. Um, so to the moms for that. You know, I spent so many Christmases where I felt like I was on the outside, just watching it happen. Just, you know, all of a sudden there it is, it's Christmas morning. And uh, some of it was just a blur. Right. I, 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 the kids were unwrapping presents. I didn't remember buying those presents. Um, I yes. remember not enjoying the meal that I prepared because I was just so up like this about how the meal was going to turn out. Um, and like just now for my older kids, um, we were, my husband and I were making advent calendars for them. And we got this, these beautiful little wooden advent calendars and uh, they have the little drawers that you pull out and we have all these plans. We're going to um, paint them. We got little uh, doodads to, to glue onto the drawers. And in we there have, would be an idea. Uh, yeah. Right. So a little thing. And I, I just realized like, okay, we have a baby, grandbaby that's due December 15th, maybe. Um, we have one son whose uh, job is, is workload is tripling. They all, my two boys who have um, 
uh, significant others in their lives, they live in these tiny apartments. The apartment where the baby is coming, you can't even walk in it. And I just had this thought. I thought, you know what? That, while I think that's a lovely idea to do the Advent thing with the little drawers that you have the little candies in and da da da, um, that might just be one more thing to do and one more thing to have and one more thing to take care of. And just last night, I said, you know, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And I don't want to give that to them. And I felt like this burden was taken from me. It was mm -hmm. one less thing for me to do to put them together and surprise them. One less time for us to orchestrate a time to get together, to even give them to them because everybody's work schedules are crazy. One less thing for them to put in this tiny apartment that's getting filled up with baby stuff. And maybe this isn't the time for her to go to a candy drawer mm. every day and take out a piece of candy. You know what I mean? So, um, sometimes so what are you going to do instead? What are you, I, what are you encouraging I, instead? I'm going to put them aside for next year okay. and I'm going to uh, give them a copy of this book that just came okay, out. That's what I was going to say. You should, the book would be, would really and, be it, uh, it. I'm going to make sure that I send each of them a text message, just a text message mm. uh, to communicate with. It's not as big of a thing, but I have, you have to sometimes think smaller. And so I would always just encourage moms, if there's something you can take off your calendar, take it off. If there's something that you can buy prepared instead of cooking, buy prepared. You're, we had one year, and I talk about this in the book, we sat down with our boys and we said, um, tell us what you, you got for Christmas last year. And they were like um, mm -hmm. seven and 11. Alex, I have twins. And I, what did you have for Christmas last year? And they could not remember. They named some right. things that had not been Christmas gifts. And we make ourselves crazy sometimes um, for things that don't have any kind of kingdom value. And mm. they don't even have long-term earthly value. But we right. asked them about, tell three things that you remember from the last vacation that we took and that they remembered. Um, tell us they, they, they named it an object. They didn't, it wasn't a Christmas present, but they remember getting it and us playing with it, you know? So it, I would love it if you would sit down and read a reading of um, keeping Christmas once a day. And, but if not 10 minutes, 15 minutes during this time where everybody's just kind of gathered in quiet. And if that means that some other thing doesn't get done, um, and that's so going to be okay. Right. It's going to be okay. The title of the book, Keeping Christmas. Mm -hmm. Why is that the title? At the end of the story, what Scrooge becomes known for is he kept Christmas better than anybody. Mm. And keeping Christmas is, it, it's just a phrase that is kind of a, um, it's a, a synonym of celebrating Christmas. How are you celebrating Christmas? What are the traditions that you have? What are you right. keeping? But I always go back to um, that beautiful scripture of Mary and um, keeping all of the, these things in her heart, mm. all of those memories of, of those who came. Think she to, hid them in her heart. I, yeah, but I, 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 and, and, but there they stay. Right. Yeah. And things that you keep in your heart, mm -hmm. um, 
you can access them easily and you can access them anywhere and you can access them privately if you just sort of need that for a moment and for keeping Christmas, it's the idea of, of hiding it away a little bit, keeping it a little bit closer to you, uh, keeping it protected, you know, have those um, areas of your time and your energy and your um, your expenditures <laughs> right. that, that you keep to yourself, that you put some limits on. We you know, we overextend ourselves in every way possible. And um, what is it that you can keep? What is it that you can pull back? I think too, the reason why I'm so interested in Advent and and talking about it too, is that we really have to be intentional. You know, Mm -hmm. we really have to slow down because like you said, there's, it seems like there's no time between, you know, whatever, Halloween then you're, you know, well, I was in the store today and you know, this is way before December and it's already Christmas music is playing. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're running to it, but we're not enjoying it. We're not slowing down. And I think Advent preparing, understanding, and just enjoying this time. And I think, it, it, correct me if, if, if you think I, uh, this is true, is that kids love preparing for Christmas. I mean, this is really a great time of the year to settle as a family, to be focused as a family and to really prepare to celebrate the greatest gift of all, our Savior. And preparing for things are always the best, right? right. What I think about my uh, my little grandbaby that's coming right. in December. You know, it's so much fun to go right. and buy cute clothes and all this stuff. You, you don't think about the mess that's going to follow and right. uh, all of those things that, that aren't, aren't always quite so pleasant on the other side. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but this idea of preparing your heart if, if you prepare along the way, then you don't have that rush of, oh my gosh, I need to sit down and do something spiritual because it's Christmas Eve and we haven't done anything, you right. know, bible yet or, or, or spiritual yet or, or things right. like that. And, you know, honestly, sometimes people who are involved in church and church work, the, the, they're, it's the, those are the hardest jobs and Mm -hmm. occupations and just if you're in choir and you're in the christmas program i was our um drama person for church forever and forever and forever and we never had a pleasant christmas eve because i was always crazy (laughs) i know getting the last details for that and so you have to be purposeful yeah you have to be purposeful you have to be strong you have to see if you have you know, mama set this, and mama set the tone in the home, in the house, right? They absolutely do. So if mom's making it in, you know, making it important, if mom can lead the way, I always find that my husband kind of jumps on board then. And then of course the kids, we just scoop them up and we kind of help them uh, in their journey. But I, I just think as we, as we look at Christmas, it's just, we can just wake up one day and it's over. And then we, we've lost an opportunity to, and it's just uh, enjoy a this blur. It, yeah. it it can be just a blur, and I I don't think that it's um it it obviously it doesn't have to be right. My Christmases growing up were very simple and very sweet. I never remember my mother being stressed out yeah. over Christmas things, yeah. and um it's it comes down to those intentional choices. What do you say right. yes to? What do you say no to? 
What okay. do you delegate? What do you choose not to do? What do you like? We're not going to make handmade advent calendars <laughs> this year. You know, it's, it, it's just not going to happen. It's not a good time for it. It's, and, and it's okay. Right. Like I couldn't believe that. It's like, that's, that's, it's okay. If I don't do that, right. um, some of these things can be spread out throughout the year, you know, right. uh, that we can do. So 25 days of Advent, I think this is a great challenge for our moms. I think it's um, something that they're going to take to heart and do in their home. Where can they find your book, Allison? Uh, they can find my book. Um, it is um, through Baker Bookhouse. It is uh, online on Amazon. Um, one thing about it that I followed in Scrooge's, not Scrooge's footsteps, Dickens' footsteps. When Dickens had his book published, he made sure that it was a very quality book. And the pages were the gold gilded pages, mm. leather cover, um, color illustrations, because he wanted rich people to read it and rich people buy nice books. So oh, yeah. that's what he did. Now, I'm not saying that I'm like, oh, I want just rich people. But we did make a very uh, conscientious effort to have it be a beautiful book. Nice. So it, it is something that um, it's got a nice hardcover. It's kind of, I'm going to go out of frame for a second. I'm going to show it real quick. <laughs> so, it looks like this. And it's kind of squishy. And we'll cool. put up a picture here too. Yeah. And, but it's it's like a luxurious read. So that nice. was another thing is I wanted it to be it's experience, you know, right? It, it's, it's an experience. You stop everything, you open, you read. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, it's kind of a, a nice decoration in the home. It's beautiful in the home, but it's also so that it's, it's not just like flipping something on a, your phone. Not that there's anything wrong with flipping your phone open and you know, scrolling through and reading a devotional. I do that all the time, right. but this is something that's just not like every other book that's out there. And mm -hmm. that's that idea. Although it is an ebook, you can get it on ebook and audio too. Um, but did you say where we can get it at? Is it just online? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, online, Amazon, or okay. you can, yeah, yeah, sure. sorry. And it's keeping or, Christmas, keeping Christmas Baker books. Yes. Um, but again, it's just take time, give yourself take some time. time, mama, just relax. <laughs> yeah. Relax and enjoy the season. Relax, enjoy, the enjoy season. your family. Relax, yeah. enjoy Christmas and relax, uh, I guess, and just really get a chance to worship the king. And just, it, just keep it, that idea of keeping Christmas, keep things close, keep things um, within your reach. You know, we stress over things that we can't reach, but things that we can keep close, they're, they're just within our grasp. Yeah. Therefore keeping Christmas. Thank you, Allison. Thank you. We appreciate your, your book. Uh, congratulations on being grandmama. Uh, Thank Merry you. Christmas. Merry and, Christmas um, to you. We will keep Christmas. Thank you. All right. God bless. I can't believe we're already talking about Christmas in the Advent season. Time goes by so fast. We all know that as parents, one day our children were cradled in our arms and Seems like it was just a short time ago, and now we're waving goodbye as they head out on their own. That's what happened to Allison, obviously, with her three grown adult children. That's what's happening to moms all across America. That's why the work of Moms for America is really so important. We need to impart the values of liberty and freedom to our children. We need to restore patriotism in our homes and among our children where truly it matters the most. I'd like to invite you to listen to my message about our Restoring Patriotism.
campaign. Take a listen. Our greatest gift is our children. Our biggest blessing is our freedom. Our toughest battle right now is preserving America. Patriotism is under attack. The liberal culture has decided that America is no longer great, that celebrating our country is offensive, and being a patriot is no longer admirable or worthy. Well, we are changing that. We as mothers are flipping the script and restoring patriotism in our homes, our schools, and in our country. Moms for America is releasing a national campaign to restore patriotism, a movement to celebrate and honor our amazing country. We know that the future generations must carry the torch of freedom and defend the principles of liberty. That is why we are providing amazing resources to restore and renew a patriot heart. We are making it easy to turn your home red, white, and blue with Patriot Packs for your kids, American Heritage books, Liberty Trips for your family, and various mentorship programs for moms, kids, and families. Our children must know why we stand for the anthem, why we kneel and pray, why we pledge allegiance to our country, and what makes America exceptional. Moms, please join us as we change the culture and restore patriotism one home at a time. Again, go ahead and check out our resources from our Restoring uh, Patriotism campaign as a special thank you. And you can use this as a Christmas gift, I should say. To our podcast listeners, you can get an extra 25% off our Patriot Packs. They would make a phenomenal Christmas gift. Use the discount code PODCAST, all in caps, and you will get 25% off our Patriot Packs, which truly would be a perfect Christmas gift. Come on, mamas, let's raise patriots. Um, I'd also like to remind you to visit our website at momsforamerica.us. Check out all of our amazing resources, events, and programs. Um, I also want to invite you to check out our signature program, which is called the Cottage Meetings. These 12 lessons will inspire and educate you about America's amazing heritage so that you can share the principles of liberty in your home and in your community. This program, along with many of our other programs on our website, will help you impact your family in a very powerful way. From parental rights to public policy, Moms for America truly has it all. Also, when you stop by the website to check it out, uh, we want to invite you to sign up for our weekly newsletter. Um, this will help you get educated on all the issues that relate to you as a mom, get a chance to engage with moms all around the country, and see all of our resources. We say this every week, mamas, we believe that liberty begins at home and that you are truly the heartbeat of America. That's why this movement is so powerful because the mamas are gonna save our country. Again, like, subscribe, and share today's podcast about Advent. Um, let's start 25 days uh, preparing for Christmas in our home and in our hearts. Um, please join us next week for another inspiring and informative podcast with discussions from moms just like you. Uh, we will see you back here next week and let's keep changing our world one home at a time. Talk to you soon.